Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Happy New Year to all my listeners. We're starting a new year and a new decade, 2020. I hope everybody, I wish everybody prosperity, health, and um, longevity. So that being said, our topic today is uh, African taboo, sex for grade out of West Africa, Nigeria, and Ghana. Let's talk about it. Now, this is why I talk about African leadership. African leadership sucks. We're going by the love average. Whether we're talking about the politician and pastors, um, they'll suck. Now, we all have daughters as a father. I have two daughters. Before I begin, I have to uh, uh, address the ladies, the women that have been sexual harassed, uh, groped by the pastors and the lecturers. Now, let me address the lecturers and pastors. It is a sin for a pastor to grope, to molest, to harass a woman. It is a sin, first and foremost. Secondly, a lecturer, you should be mature enough mentally to not engage in sexual activities with your student. It is a, is against your code of conduct. It is a conflict of interest. And a lot of those women, they have come, because me, I, I had to do some background research on it to get some more insight. After re- uh, looking up um, different um, documentaries, I had to say, you know what, let me talk about this on this podcast. Because I live in Mount America, we know sexual uh, harassment is is prevalent is prominent mostly in Africa and America, but at least in America we have laws that can prosecute the uh, perpetrators. Unlike Africa, this is why I put all this blame on the politician. Now, if you have this dilemma going on in your university, and you know about it, it's not something that you don't know. There have been many reports from. Students and faculties that spoke about this particular subject, sex for grade, it's been going on for a long, long time. I don't live in West Africa. I'm not from Nigeria. I'm not from Ghana. Ebo, me love you all. You know those those. You know you, you look good, girl. Me love you. Hey, girl, you look good. Me love you all. Like I said, this is why you have to be mature. Because those lecturers, those professors, let me address you and the pastors. When you engage in sexual uh, activities with somebody that's underage, it is is against a, a code of conduct, is a conflict of interest. And it's demonic because you cannot do that to a young woman that's 15, 16, 17 years old, even 18 for that matter. Because you have to understand, the woman is not fully mature psychologically. We're not talking about physically. We talk about psychologically and spiritually. She's not mature yet. So when you engage in those things, you damage the woman for life. That's a scar on her mind and her spirit. You scar her for life. A lot of these women, they have been suicidal taught in their mind. Because they have been damaged by those pastors and those lecturers from those universities. And let me address the politician in Nigeria and Ghana throughout West Africa. 
I know this is very prominent not only in Nigeria and Ghana, but there's other countries that if I go to and spoke to other women that live in America, that's from those countries, they would tell me, yes, sex was great, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it happened to me. So a lot of those women, they have been damaged. My hearts go out to them because we as men must protect our daughters and our wives. That's our duty as men. We have to protect them and lead them. So we cannot abuse our our women like that. We cannot do that. Now, we uh, we know that men, on average, we are very horny. Uh, I'll say 99.9%. Okay, I don't care if they're 25 years old, if they're 99 years old. They're horny as hell. Women also horny. But that don't give you the right to sexual harass a woman, to grope a woman. That don't give you that right. You doesn't have that right as a man to go around to offer sexual favors for grade. But you know this person need that grade to graduate. That is bad. That is that's really that is bad. That is, that is insanity. That is disgusting. That's a disgrace on the school, on the professor. And I blame the school for hiring those people. The school should just get rid of those lecturers, those professors. And they should be prosecuted. I repeat, those lecturers, professors, they must be, it is imperative that is, they must be prosecuted because you have to put law in the books that will protect our girls and our women in our society. Our job as men, we have to protect our women and lead them. We cannot abuse them like that. And that falls on the politician. And I'm going to address the pastors too. If you're a man of God, you cannot engage in those activities. You cannot. It's against code of ethics. It's against spiritual law. You cannot engage in those activities. Groping women, uh, uh, offering sexual favors. You can't do that. A lot of those West African pastors, particularly Nigerian, Ghanaian, you have some uh, Cote d'Ivoire, you have them in, in Senegal and in, in Congo. They have been offering, even in South Africa, you have those pastors in those countries. I'm not saying all of them are like that, but most of them. We're going by the law of average. If you go to those any of the country I just mentioned, you ask any woman, have they been groping by a pastor? Have they been offering sexual favors from a pastor? They're, now the 10 of them will say, yes, they have. That's why I call it African taboo, sex for grade. Okay, it, 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 it's very prominent in those countries. It's a very prominent issue that's facing those women in those countries. And now they're coming out by the thousand and talking about it. They're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook discussing them that matter. And we as a society must address this matter. We must address it as politicians, as men of God. And I'm talking to the men of God who, who abide by the law who do the right thing. I'm, I'm addressing those men of God. You got to go out, you have to go out there in the forefront and protect those women. Say, no, we as a society can no longer let this go under the rug for another next generation because our girl being damaged, our women being damaged spiritually, psychologically, and physically, they are being damaged. And we must address this issue. It's a society issue. Is our society. We must address it. And those perpetrators, they must be prosecuted. I repeat, those perpetrators, they must be prosecuted in a court of law. 
If you never, if you don't do that, it's gonna cop. It's gonna get worse and worse. You're gonna have millions of women that's gonna leave those countries to come to America, come to other countries. Unlike America, yeah, we have law to protect our women. For the most part, we have law. If your woman being sexual harassed at, at work, in the church, at school, they can get a lawyer and sue that school and sue the pastor. In Africa, they don't have that leverage. And that's why we, in those countries, Nigeria, which is the largest country in Africa, second largest, but the largest by population, 150 million people. You got to, you're those politicians and those pastors who abide by the word of God, you must address that. And a lot of you guys have daughters. How would you feel if another man grew up your daughter or offer your daughter for sexual uh, favors for grade? You would not like that. You'd be angry. You'd be very upset if another man did that to your child. So we have to practice what we preach. Like I said, nobody's above the law. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's an angel. We all have skeleton in our closet. We all have a skeleton, including myself. We have skeleton in our closet. Some are worse than the other, but we all do have skeleton. But when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual favors, groping women for grades, particularly a woman that's underage. Now, if the woman was of age, it's still not right to sexual harass to sexual harass that woman. But at least she's of age. But when a woman is going to a university, she try to get her life in track. She try to better her life. So you have no right to interfere with that goal. As a professor, as a lecturer, you have no right to do that. And as a pastor, a woman that's seeking for spiritual knowledge, you do not harass her. You don't pray on emotion for sexual favors or money for that matter. And a lot of those leaders, that's why I say African leadership sucks. I can't really, I'm very adamant about this. And a lot of you guys from West Africa, particularly West Africa, Nigeria in particular, in South Africa, and all those countries, Congo, Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, Guinea, Benin-Assau, all those countries, Sierra Leone, Liberia, you know you, you have been offered sex for grade. From your university, you have been offered sex for grade. So this is a very taboo subject in African culture. It's a very taboo, just like pedophilia is very taboo here in America in black culture. So what I'm saying is that that's something that we as leaders, as, society, as a society, we have to address those issues. We cannot turn a blind eye to those women because they're part of our society. Some of them are our daughters, some of them are our wives, some of them are our neighbors, our co-workers, our faculty members. So we, have, we must put law in place to protect those women, those women rights. They cannot be subject to those insanity where men keep preying on them on a daily basis, seven days a week. We cannot do that as a society. It is against a code of conduct. We cannot do that. We must put law in place to protect those women. We all came from a woman, all of us, including myself. So we must uphold our woman to a higher standard. We must protect our woman. We must lead our woman. That doesn't mean we, we can have disagreement with them. We can't, but we must protect them. 
because they're part of us. We're part of them. We must protect our women. It is imperative that we protect our women, our daughters. We cannot let our daughters be prey on, like prey, like prey on. You know, like we cannot let them get prey on by those lecturers, those pastors, and those pastors. Let me address the pastors, sec, uh, the pastors, particular West African pastor and Nigerian pastor. Those Nigerian pastors. I'm not saying all of them are demonic. I'm not saying all of them are sexual predators. I'm not saying all of them are money hungry. Like I said before, we're going by the law of average. A lot of those pastors, they live a double life. A lot of them, you have them here in America. A lot of those West African pastors, they live a double life. They are groping women. They are sexually harassing women. They are stealing money from the church. If you're going to call yourself a pastor, you got to be careful with those things. You have to be careful with those things. And those lectures also. If you have this authority, don't abuse it. You don't abuse your authority. You have to apply in, in a, an effective manner. Because when you abuse your authority, that can be taken away from you. You always got to remember yourself, just because you're in authority over somebody, that doesn't mean you have to mistreat them. I don't know why you African have this mindset. Yourself, you're so self-centered. A lot of you guys, especially some of you guys have education. And I've run across you guys. Y'all very condescending. Y'all talk to your people very condescending way. Y'all very self-centered. And that, that's really bad for your culture, for your society. Just because you have authority doesn't mean you have to mistreat people. You have to treat people with dignity and respect. You must treat people with dignity and respect. You can't be groping women, randomly groping women, randomly uh, sexual harassing women. You can't do that. That is, that is against the, that's, that's against the rules. You cannot behave like that. This behavior is not good. And those men, they have children. They have daughters. They have sisters. They have a mother. They have wives. So how would you feel somebody did that to your wife? How would you feel somebody did that to your cousin, your, your niece? How would you feel that they did that to your daughter, your daughters? How would you feel? You would not like that. So you got to be careful how you treat people. Like I said before, none of us is perfect. None of us is perfect. Okay, we try to be better. We try to evolve. We try to be mentally better, physically better, spiritually better. We try to evolve spiritually, mentally, physically we're constantly evolving as a people. But this this um, sex for great stuff must be stopped. It can no longer go like that. Because if it affects our women, it affects us as a society. Because our women, is, they play a major role in our society. They bear our children. Our women bear our children. They feed our children. They nurture our children. So we must protect, it is imperative that we protect them. At all costs, we must protect them. They nurture our children, they, put, they, they, feed, they, they, they give birth to our children. Okay? We must protect and lead those women the right way. Because sex for great should not be happening in Nigeria or Ghana. Uh, Dr. Aladipo, I will address you too. Dr. Aladipo, 
he was in the documentary, he should be prosecuted. He must be prosecuted if he's found guilty. I don't know all the detail about the, the allegation against him, but he's been, they, they record him making sexual favors to a student, underage student. So he must be prosecuted if you're listening, if you're a Nigerian politician. You must prosecute Dr. Aladipa. Dr. Aladipo, you must be prosecuted in Nigeria. And those up, up, uh, lecturers in Ghana, they must be prosecuted in a court of law. And that fall in the hand of the politician. Those politicians in those countries, they must prosecute those lecturers and pastors in those countries. Because what, what kind of message you send to the world? You tell the world anything goes in your country, you have no code of conduct, no rule, no regulation, no laws to protect your citizen, particularly your woman who bear your children, who nurture your children. You tell them you have no, they, your women have no protection. They have no protection whatsoever. So we must address this issue. This is a very issue. This is a cancer. It's a cancer that's eating you inside out. That's why I call it. I call this podcast African Taboo, Sex for Grade. Some people just call it Sex for Grade. I call it African Taboo. It's very taboo because you guys don't talk about it. Y'all keep it in the hush hush. You guys don't talk about it. Pastors don't talk about it on the pulpit. Politicians don't talk about it on TV. It affects millions of women throughout Africa. Millions of women. Sex trafficking also. So we must protect our women. We must lead our women the right way. They take care of our children. They birth our children. They nurture our children. We must, we as men, must protect them. We must put law in the books that will protect those women if they're being sexually harassed by their pastor or their professors in those universities. We must do that because we're going to lead another generation to this nonsense again. It's insanity. It is insanity to lead another generation to the same nonsense again. We as a society, we must uphold the law. We must abide by the law. Our women must be protected, must be respected. Now you have women out there who misbehave. You know who you are. If the shoe fit, you put it on. I don't have no love for those women. But what I'm saying is we're talking about the love average. All women, for, they must be protected. Regardless of race and class or religious belief or sexual preference. They must be protected. This is a Nigerian, I would say West African problem, sex for grade, but uh, this report came out of the BBC News Africa um, by a former student who dropped out of school because she was constantly sexually harassed by a professor, a lecturer for that matter. So, this is a, a this has been going on for decades in Africa, particularly Nigeria, Ghana. I don't know about South Africa. I won't be surprised if it's the same thing in South Africa, or Cote d'Ivoire, Congo, or Senegal, all those countries, Liberia, West Sierra Leone. So I won't be surprised if it's the same, the same problem over there. So we, that's why a lot of those women, they live in those countries and go study abroad. You need... 
intellectual in your country. We, we need those intellectuals in our country to grow the country. Because when you ship your intellectual overseas, they, they, it's not good for the country. It destroys the country fabric. So we need those intellectuals in our country. Whether it's agriculture, medicine, politics, engineering, we need those intellectuals in our country. So I will address those two presidents. The president of Ghana, you must address this in Ghana. Your mayor in Ghana must address this issue. This sex for grade gotta stop. Nigeria, your mayor of Nigeria, all those mayor of those, I know Nigeria have about 35 or 34 states. Each of those states must address this issue. It affect all of you. It affect all your wife, your daughters, your nieces, your aunties. It affect all of all women. We must address this as politicians, as pastors, as, as leaders of those countries. They must put law in the books to protect those women. I repeat, they must put law in the books to protect those women. And the perpetrators, the perpetrators like those pastors and those lecturers in those schools, they must be prosecuted. They must be. It is imperative that we prosecute those perpetrators. Dr. Oladipo out of Nigerian, if he's found guilty, he must be prosecuted in a court of law. All of them should be prosecuted if they're found guilty, including those pastors. They all should be prosecuted in the court of law. That's my take on this um, African Taboo Sex for Grade podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're from Nigeria or Ghana, of West Africa for that matter, and you have gone through that as a woman, I would like to hear your story. This is John from Jacksonville signing off. Take care. Have a great day. Bye.